You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit Spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Angelic, you might be my favorite story. I mean, everyone has a story. Thank you. That's but kind. I told Michael. I told Michael before we got here. I was like, I'm gonna cry this whole interview. He's like, Caroline, please don't do that. Please be professional. We can cry together. Like crying is good. I'll cry with you. But I'm like, <laughs> my profession is my heart. So I don't Amen. know how to yes. be professional. So I only like to talk to people that move me to my core. Mm-hmm. And I have a three year old daughter who loves to get on the stage like she wants to be in acting every time I'm doing a live podcast or Michael's on performing she gets on stage with him and I love it and we put her in acting classes and we put her in singing classes but then it's like you know she wants to pursue this dream and that was you you were a young girl with a dream and you had a big dream to sing and you sang you got this opportunity to sing the national anthem when you were 11 and you'd never used in-ears. You'd never probably sung in front of 22,000 people. No, you didn't never. know about an echo. You didn't know all the things that happen with live performing. And it didn't go well. Mm-mm. And the internet ripped you to pieces. Yeah. At 11. Yeah. And said it was the worst performance of the national anthem ever, right? Yeah. Also, I love that you know all of this. This is very great. Usually people <laughs> just ask, they're like, okay, so what happened? But like the fact that you, yeah. It, I cr- mean, it crushed me. Like I'm sitting there, I'm like, I can't. I can't believe this is happening to you at 11 years old. I'm like, I just, sorry, I'm an emotional wreck. I can't, I can't help. I knew I was going to cry when I saw you. I was going to cry because I'm like, oh, the innocence of your heart. And like, you did it and you got on that stage and then the world tore you to shreds. Well, another reason why I feel like it's probably hit so hard too to you is that you have a daughter. I see my daughter wanting to do all these things and yeah. I would totally be trying to get her an opportunity to mm-hmm. sing and fr- I'm trying to let her get on the stage already because all yeah. she wants to do is get on the stage yeah. and sing on the stage. And that's exactly, I mean, my parents 
I didn't grow up in a musical family. Like my parents were missionaries my whole entire life. We do part-time now. My dad is in construction. I grew up a carpenter's daughter. My mom did gymnastics my whole life. And so, you know, you out pops this kid who's like six years old, like top of the line in her gymnastics class saying that like I'm basically with 12 and 13 year olds as a six year old girl training for tops, Olympic hopefuls, all this craziness. And then one day I tell my mom I want to quit and do music. And so, you know, having a family that, understands okay like no like god put a dream in this in our kid's heart like let's do whatever we possibly can to to help her achieve it and that's what my parents did constantly i mean even after the anthem and when i decided i wanted to go to nashville like they they made it happen so you're sitting over here as a mama like you're like i'll do anything for my daughter like or you know anybody who's a parent wants the best for their children and and want to try to to get them where they they feel like they want to go and where they dream of going and so um yeah, but I appreciate the fact that the story is hit so hard. And I also like to re- like remind that it's never – I think I had to come to the conclusion actually in myself of knowing like, yes, it is – it's a story that's been given and it's mine. But it's actually – it's actually a testimony and it's not even about me. And I think that's the coolest part is like even when people hear the story, I believe it's so encouraging and it's so, you know, this overcoming redemption story where you see, you know, somebody go through the ringer and then outcomes, you know, with strength and courage and power and all that. But like in the midst of it all, you had to live it. I had to live it, but it's also my own strength is not what I got through that with like, growing up in a, I can say maybe it was even my parents too, but my parents and their faith wasn't what got me through it either. It was the faith in knowing that God loved me so much and that he told me that, you know, I was supposed to do music and he told me that I needed to trust him. And that's the only way and the only voice that ever has mattered to me. And so realizing and knowing that it was him who, who gave me the strength and gave me the courage to actually walk through that as 11 years old. And so, um, realizing it's not my story, it's actually his. And I just get the opportunity to have a testimony to tell everybody about how great he is at the end of the day. And that's what I do on stage too. I'm like, you know, if y'all are going to take anything from my show and you listen to these cool songs that I enjoy writing, I want everyone to know that you're loved and there's a God in heaven who made you fearfully and wonderfully made and you're loved. So there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm like obsessed with your mom as well because <laughs> I, you said that like, she always prayed that you guys would find your purpose early mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And I, I mean, I just like relate to her so much because I pray that for Sunny. I'm like, I pray that she can find her purpose because once you know your purpose, you're not so much floundering. Yeah. Like you can stay focused and yep. you know what you came here to do. And I pray that, but it's like, gosh, sometimes when you get your purpose and you get your path, it's like, it's not, oh, you got your purpose. It's so great and easy. It's never mm-hmm. like no, that actually. No. It's actually like, oh, here's your purpose. Let me like go ahead and get you started with a bang at 11 and knock you to your knees literally i know you get to your, on your knees all the time <laughs> oh, and yeah. Pray. oh yeah oh let, yeah let me just go ahead and take you all the way down humble your heart to the absolute bottom make you feel as bad as you can feel probably in this world you had the whole world laughing at you yeah oh my gosh yeah top story in belgium and china and like newspapers at 11 yeah most people I mean, a lot of terrible things happen to kids when that happens to them. Like, they can't handle that pressure. Like, yeah. you know, that's a ton of pressure. And you're eating alone in the bathroom stall when yeah. you were a kid. I'm just like, <laughs> how did you find, how did you talk to God? How did, I mean, you grew up with a, with parents that taught you about God, but how did you get 
real with him? How did you get your real relationship with him? How did you know he was there for you? How did you feel that? Because you obviously felt it, so you didn't give up. But like, how did, what is that? What does God speak to you? Like, how did you know he didn't leave you? So I, the earliest moment of me actually hearing from the Lord was six years old. I remember asking my mom, cause you know, growing up in, in church and, you know, my dad's building churches in inner cities in Dallas and I grew up in the gospel choir and all of that. But I remember asking my, my mom, like, how do you see Jesus? Like, I want to see Jesus. And the first time that I, I remember I've at this point now I have this like giant folder and binder worth of like pictures and drawings and journals and all of these things that the Lord had spoken to me and that I had seen. And the first thing though was when I was six, I was sitting in a car seat and I asked my mom after we dropped off my brother at football practice, I was like, how do you see Jesus? And I remember my mom was like, well, you just gotta like pray and ask him to reveal himself and just sit and like wait for him. Cause he'll come. Like if you believe he's going to come and show himself, he will. And she's like, you just got to have faith, Harper. I'm like, okay. So I'm sitting back there in my in my um, car seat. And I just remember we were driving around and I was staring into the clouds and I was looking super attentively. And I remember saying over and over, like, I want to see you, Jesus. I want to see you. I want to see you. I want to see you. And it's because I, I had grown up like hearing, you know, from the gospel choir of like how much they love the Lord and how much that he loved them. And like, you know, they'll be like, oh, well, the Lord said this and the Lord said that. I'm like, but what? Like now I'm six years old. My brain's like, like turn. And I'm like, I have all this childlike faith, but I want to see you, Jesus. Like, how do I know that you're there? And so I was looking in the clouds for my mom said I was looking for like 45 minutes on the way home. I'm going to see him. I'm like, I'm going to see him. And I sat in complete silence. And then my mom said, all of a sudden, I started kicking my feet. Tears started streaming down my face. I'm like laughing, crying, laughing, crying. And I can still remember so vividly, like to a T what it was. But I saw Jesus literally ascending on on a cloud. And he looked at me and I described it back then that I saw him had a karate, like a brown karate belt on. And he had like these little um, leather straps on his feet and fire in his eyes. His eyes were lit with fire. And I described Revelation how Jesus had come down on the clouds and what he looked like as a six-year-old. And I told my mom pretty much word for word what has like how Jesus was described imagery-wise um, in Revelation as a six-year-old. And my mom starts crying. And, so what and does that kicking. mean? What is he doing in Revelations? I don't know the Bible that well. It just describes what he had looked like when he comes down in a cloud and like fire in his eyes. Just the description of like okay. that. Um, and so I had described that. And then I had also told my mom as I'm kicking and crying and laughing um, that Jesus talked to me. And my mom said, what did he say? And he said, Harper, you are a good girl. And that was the first time I ever heard God's voice and I ever heard him speak to me and I ever heard, saw him with my own eyes. And it was the sweetest, like, I remember not being scared of that because, you know, I feel like as a six-year-old, if you saw somebody with flames in their eyes, you'd be like, that's scary. But it was the most, like, I mean, it's crazy because I was six, but I just so very much remember that experience because the fire in his eyes didn't stand for, like, this scary fire it was like I hold everything in my hand and I know you specifically and it came with such a like like a graceful acknowledgement of like you are mine and I love you and it was the craziest thing I don't know how that can translate but hearing his voice it was so stern but so kind and loving 
but had authority when he told me like, Harper, you are a good girl. What did and, that do for you once you felt well, that? Well, I just like it, my whole body, I was crying and like, I just, I felt genuine love like being poured over me as a six year old. And like from that point on, like because I had saw him and because he had spoken to me, I didn't, I like wanted more always. And so from that point, I remembered in certain situations like throughout growing up and, um, when I was seven is when actually I had told my mom that I wanted to quit and do do music and quit gymnastics as I was training for Olympic hopefuls and all that. And that was its own experience of like really being prayerful. And like, I mean, I was homeschooled my whole life. So the other thing that helped with that was, you know, every day before homeschool, my mom would say, okay, like we're going to have Bible time. Like I'm going to go in this room in my prayer room and you can go over here in your prayer room. And so I always had a closet with, you know, space to write prayers on the wall. You had a prayer closet. Yeah, I've had a prayer closet since I was six. And my mama had a um, a chair that actually was a kneeling chair um, from an old church. Um, they used to have them like within the pews, but it's a chair with a back and it, it has a level where you can put your arms up and a little section for your pads on for your knees. You um, you grew up hitting your knees. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like every single time, even if something happened, like my mom would be like, okay, well, let's pray about it. Let's pray about it. Like that was always the answer. If you like scraped your knee, we're going to pray about it. If you didn't like the food that you're eating, you're going to pray about it and say, Lord, help me like, help me like this food. Cause it's the only food we got. Cause everybody in Africa, you know, there's so many people that don't have food, so I'm not going to be picky, you know? So just random things like that. It was always, let's just take it to Jesus, take it to Jesus. Like, because anything you can just take it right on up because there's somebody, I mean, God's up there literally knows more than I do and is in control of it all and um yeah so that I mean at a very young age my my prayerful journey started with the acknowledgement of God revealing himself to me saying that I'm a good girl showing me that he loved me and then you know throughout that process I really just wanted to seek after what God wanted for my life and so I was in constant prayer all the time like um you know even if I as a kid I remember like you know saying something to your parents or something like disobeying or doing something. And then I'd be like, Oh mom, like I'm going to go in my prayer closet. Like, cause I need to talk to Jesus and come back and apologize. You know, like it just every single time I had such a, I don't know where it came from. I don't know where I know, the I child like parenting <laughs> advice. I'm like, I'm like, Oh this gosh. Is amazing. I don't know where it came from. I think it's genuinely, I mean, you know, my mom prayed even before she had kids. Um, just that, that they would, like know their purpose but the the thing about purpose isn't actually the gifts that the people want like that you're you choose to do it's not your, your um your career your purpose isn't your career and um the thing about purpose isn't what you do on a day-to-day basis it's actually believing and knowing that you're loved and understanding that your purpose is actually to be a child of god and that's the only purpose that matters. But until you accept and acknowledge that that is every human breathing being's sole purpose is to be loved, then you acknowledge, okay, I am loved, but now it's my purpose to love others the way that God has loved me because that's what scripture says, love others the way that Christ loves us. And so that's my sole purpose. And the only, the the fun part about walking in purpose is that God gives gifts and those are a blessing because he allows so oh, i love that the fun part about walking on purpose is god gives gifts and that would be like singing yeah that would be like your athletic ability or being a lawyer or having the uh, like the the 
knowledge of how to communicate with people. Like, right. it doesn't have to be creative. It doesn't have to, you know, there's so many capability right. of, of gifts. There's spiritual gifts, and that's a whole other topic, which I am in love with. And then there's just the everyday gifts that you, you get to walk in your sole purpose of being a child of God and then going about, you know, whatever your mission field is. And I heard it so beautifully yesterday is, is um, how I, I see my music career is it's actually a mission of music. It's a ministry of music, even though I'm not doing CCM or whatever. I still write worship songs on my own and I still do that, but it's the platform for me to be able to just love God and love others back the same way that he loves me because I'm capable of doing so. In Romans, it says that we are co-heirs of, of Christ, which is crazy. It means that we literally, everything that Christ has, we also have. The spirit that literally physically raised Jesus from the from the dead, we also have that spirit in us. And it doesn't mean like physically you can, oh, let me, you know. It's just the aspect of knowing like God loves me so much that he has placed within me the same love that he had for his son in me to be able to love others. And it's a walk every day. It's hard, <laughs> but you got to be in, in, in the word and, and like establishing that and equipping yourself on a day-to-day equipping, basis. Armoring up and I armoring feel like, up. Yes. I feel like, Ephesians. <laughs> I feel like it is harder than ever in this day and age. Like we were talking right before we started spiritual warfare is real. Oh yeah. And I can feel it. And that's why, like, I think I'm so moved by you is God, you just make me cry. Like, I think I'm so moved by you because you're fighting such, you're fighting for God, you know, and I can feel that. And like, this world is so broken. It is so sad. There's so much sadness. I get lost in the sadness on a daily basis. Oh, we were I've talk, been there. Like the sound of freedom, <laughs> all the child trafficking, all these people, like what happened to you getting ridiculed by the world? Bully, like the meanness in people's hearts, like the fact that people can let themselves be so broken that they are pouring their brokenness and their hate yeah. on others just because that's how they feel about themselves inside. Yeah. And it's like, wow, it's overwhelming the sadness mm-hmm. and the pain and the suffering and the hate that's going on and the division. And it's like, but you are a beacon of light. And I'm like, I know. God is going to use you in such a huge way because you have to be used. Like people who are lighthouses, like we, you have to be used. Like you have to be that beacon of light because the world needs it. The world is, the dark world needs a light. And like when I'm watching you, I was telling my husband, I'm like, can't stop talking about you because I'm like, you are joy. Like I feel the joy coming out of you. I feel true joy and it's not from you. It's from God. Mm. I feel God pouring through you. I feel God using your story. And I'm like, that is so powerful and it's so huge. And we, I, we need stars to be born like that. People in the spotlight who are doing it to raise the vibration of the world, to bring people's hearts up, to clear some of this negative hateful energy like we need lighthouses and that's what you are oh that's very kind but I'm like I I can like I there's there's not all stars are like this not all people who are most people who are pursuing a career in the spotlight or the entertainment industry they're pursuing it for their egos for themselves because they have a void they want to be loved they're broken like you could have well I've been there right (laughs) I have like and I don't like you 
also have the capability and and the fact that we're sitting here now and we're on your podcast and you're willing to talk about Jesus and how great he is, like the Lord is going to continuously use you and your platform as well and the purpose that he's given you. Well, God, so I've been knocking down too. Like, yeah, I'm girl. like, God, I am on the floor with my arms up. Like, please use me. Yeah, and that's what... But that's a scary prayer because then he does stuff like he does to you. You're like, Lord, God, I want to pray that. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know if know. I want to pray that prayer because God actually answers it in big ways and yes. gets you bullied in front of the whole world. But. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, mean, I don't, I don't want to be like, and I know you're not, but like the pedestal aspect of like, you know, well, he's using your story. Well, I actually walked in a, a year, probably just maybe almost two years ago. You know, I go, I go through this anthem. I have all this childlike faith. I'm understanding that, you know, God is in control and I believe him and I trust him. And, you know, outcome is this amazing story to help people overcome bullying and, and overcome mental health and all of this stuff. But the moment that, you know, I actually started getting some traction and it's, this wasn't in the beginning of my career, but there was a solid probably year where I had a team of people, um, that were not, they wanted to bury your past. Yeah. They wanted one, they wanted to bury my past, but they also wanted me to like realize how big of a star I was. So all me, self, self, oh my gosh. Yeah. Self was a star self. And I lived a whole year of being self-righteous and under and thinking that I, I had pride in the fact that like, oh, wow, like I can sing and I can do all this stuff. And the amount of doors and the amount of opportunities that slammed directly in my face and the opportunities that opened up that actually were not from the Lord and that were like enticing and pleasing and created happiness for the short second. I had happiness, but I was sad all the time, buried in self-pity. I was like controlled by sadness for a whole year, had a team of people that like, um, like management and I was on tour and I was, you know, doing all the stuff, living on a bus, like just really got caught up in what the world holds and getting that quick little fix, that quick little high from yes. self, like it'll come yes. and then it'll go. The out, the, the aspect of what the world looks fame to be having the, the, the buses, having the shows, getting the praise, getting the glory, all of those things I experienced for a year. And that was the most the most miserable year I've ever had in my entire life. I had, I was in a relationship that was severely abusive in all aspects who traveled on the road with me. And also the management company that I had really kindred that as well. They were pretty much two peas in a pot. So not only did I have this relationship, a musician as well. No, he, no, he didn't actually do anything. He had no job. I paid for everything, but that's, that's perfect. Anyways, but (laughs) how did that, how does that happen? I mean, girlfriend, they, the manipulation spirits. I know. They'll do it. (laughs) I know. I'm like, how do these guys do that? It's just unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. But you know, I had not only somebody that was in my relationship personally, but also somebody like, over on top of my whole career also in that same mindset so the whole year that I was you know living this out it didn't seem bad because no one were were believers in my camp and nobody cares how you are emotionally no no one cares how you are spiritually because it's like okay you're looking good you're on the tour you got the singles going yeah we can make you a star we can make money it's all about money oh Oh, we're gonna make so much money off you exactly which is fine to make money when it's aligned Mm -hmm. but otherwise it's dirty money it is exactly and so I lived that life of like you know to be very blunt and honest like I was 
you know, going out and I was partying and I was, you know, experiencing the fame world and what it looked like. Yeah, I mean, I made some great songs. Well, it's good that you got to like have that, the dualistic, you know, the yin to the yang. You got to experience what that feels like all the way. You do. I'm, I'm grateful for, for the Lord pulling me back out because if I didn't, you got to know it and then you realize, ooh, if I didn't see what that, Sometimes I wish I didn't have to walk through that. And I know a lot of like believers don't have to walk through that. But I had to get to rock bottom for the Lord to really be like, this is the career path that you're choosing. It's so easy to get caught up in the world. It's so easy to allow everybody's outside fixations to consume and control what you think is what fame looks like. Because at the end of the day, as soon as the Lord rescued me from that situation and actually brought me back down to my knees. How did you get rescued? Um... I ended up, I cut it off with the, I felt in my spirit that it was time to cut it off with the boyfriend that I had Is this R.I.P. song? R.I.P. was a long time ago. Okay. okay. Homegirl wrote songs that I don't even know how she went through heartache at 15, 16 years old. She didn't. She just had a wide imagination (laughs) and she wrote about it. But yeah, it was like Um, a foreshadowing. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I feel like I spoke songs into existence for (laughs) sure. So rest in peace could most definitely be about this guy. Um, But I shut the door on that relationship. And as soon as that happened, I, I was in repentance and surrendering. I'm being like, Lord, like I'm not, I'm not joyful. Like happiness is so it feels obtainable and sustainable but it's not like it's so brief and i i don't want happiness i want joy mm. there's and such I, a difference tell me the difference a difference tell me the difference <laughs> happiness is something that is it only holds an ounce like you can be happy for a split second but joy can actually come in the chaos and the sadness Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I think I'm missing joy right now. I think I need to, I need to reconnect with God in a big way. Like, I really do. We so. can pray about it. I want to. Will you pray over me? <laughs> you want me to right now? Okay, I will. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. Now I'm going to cry. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord Jesus. Oh, now, yep, I'm crying. <laughs> God, I just thank you so much for... I'm crying a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry I started it, but like the world needs it. I need it. I'm okay. broken with the world okay. right now. Lord God, I just pray right now that you would just... Anyone who's listening to this and also my sweet, sweet friend that I... Laying hands on Lord Jesus, I pray that it's not my hand that's touching her right now. And everyone listening right now, Jesus, I pray that it's your hand that is is wavering over all of us, Lord God. In a world that's filled with darkness and trials and tribulations and all of the things that seem so fun and exciting, Lord Jesus, that are of the world, Lord, I pray that you would give discernment into our spirits and open up the eyes and the ears of our hearts to learn that Everything that's of the world is does not bring joy, God, that you are the only thing that actually fills us with joy, that is sustainable, that is everlasting, that is longevity, Lord, even in the chaos, even in the trials, even when it feels like things are going wrong in our life and we are in this crazy constant battle of warfare and, and feels like a storm that we are just trugging through and trying to get on the other side of, Lord Jesus, that you are in the midst of it all. Your scripture says that you never leave us and we know that your word is true and we believe that your word is true and we know that in every ounce of of sadness and chaos and all of these things that are happening that you are in the midst of it all so lord jesus i pray right now that whoever is struggling with the fact of knowing that they are loved that you would just pour out this whole like like wave of of flooding of your love over every individual that is listening over my sweet sister right now, Lord Jesus, as, um, as the hands are lifted up and the yearning for joy and the yearning for more of you is on their spirits and on their hearts, Lord, I pray right now in this instant that you would just fill them up, God. Fill every ounce of their cup up so that they are able to continue to walk in, in your love and know that they are a child of, of God, that they are a princess of God, that they are a prince, Lord Jesus. You call us your sons and your daughters, and we love you so very much. And so I pray that you would give us the discernment and the peace of knowing the difference between joy and the difference between happiness, God, because your joy is the only thing that is sufficient and the only thing that will keep us throughout the rest of our days. And so, God, I pray even in this moment right now that I would be filled with joy because that is such a struggle to continue to know and acknowledge that joy is comes from you and not from the things around us and not from the earthly things that seem like they're joyful, but they're just little ounces of happiness. And my mom always said, sin is fun for a season. Some things are fun for a season and they bring you happiness, but the the sufficient abundance of joy comes from you alone. So Lord, I ask that we would abide in your word and that we would learn who you are and acknowledge that we are loved and that you are the giver of joy and you are the giver of all things. And just like Matthew 6, 33 says, um, that in all things would be given to you 
um, but you seek first the kingdom of God and all things will be given. And that's what we're going to do, Lord Jesus, is seek you first so that whatever you would like to give, um, that we would walk in purpose and that the gifts would follow, but only because we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 This is I o- love this harder <laughs> too because this is the only thing the world needs right now. I mean, I have been on a spiritual quest my whole life, but I'm like, I'm trying to talk to therapists and healers and gurus and preachers and everyone, but I'm just like, I get so overwhelmed with this life and mm-hmm. how dark and sad and broken it is. And then I see you. Honestly, this is why I want you to know how how important what you're doing is. I see you and I'm like, oh, you have joy. Like, I see your joy and I'm like, you have real joy and your family has joy and you've gone through like really hard things and everyone in the world, the thing I think we can agree on, everyone is really struggling with this broken world and the only thing that's going to get us out of it is God that's the only thing and maybe it keeps getting more and more broken because people keep trying everything else yeah but it's not (laughs) gonna do it we can't do it we can't do it we can't do it no the human can't do it no 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 thank you for that prayer thank you for allowing me to do that I love praying my mom used to say that I actually I used to like go to um Walmart and my mom wouldn't be able to find me. I would leave her. Oh my gosh. That's terrifying That's for ter- my mother. Yes. <laughs> That's terrifying. But she'd go down like three or four aisles and I'd be like sitting with a woman. I remember this one time I like sat with a sweet little lady in a wheelchair and she was like getting her little groceries. And I just asked her, I said, can I pray over you? And then I sang Amazing Grace and then I prayed over her and then I ran to the next person and I just like, Boop, 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 boop. Like I just, I love, I love praying. You're a so joy bunny. You. You're just like a little energy. Hello, joy, joy bunny. bunny. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. You are. But like, I hope, I hope you feel. I mean, I know you. I know you know this because your relationship is so strong with God. But it's it's rocky, man. It's It'll ha- be rocky. It's hard out there. It's yeah. hard out there, and you're hard. going into one of the hardest industries. And I'm so grateful that you are because you are armored up and. Mm. It's it's like it's like we need it's like soldiers. We need soldiers out there for God because everybody is trying. I mean, look at all the the dark that's out there in the public eye. Oh my gosh. Like yeah. you watch award shows and I'm like Satan is on stage. Like it's right there crazy. on stage. And I'm like and I'm not this like crazy Bible thumper. I don't even really know the Bible that well. I mean, I would like to. I just I'm not good at reading. I've never pursued school. I'm like I've just been like floating through clouds my whole life. So yeah. like I don't really know a lot about scripture things, but I know good and evil mm-hmm. and I can feel it and I can feel the evil everywhere and yeah. then I can see the good. Like it's such a vast difference. And mm-hmm. it is like we're fighting and people yeah. get lost in the human experience and I'm like it's not the human experience that's happening here. Like you said, it's, you think you're having your like gift and you're getting praised and like yep. this is all about you, but this is a spiritual battle. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was literally just talking to one of my my best friends, Kendall Inskeep, this morning, and we were just reassuring each other how important it is to armor up. And in Ephesians, it does describe armor all up. of the armor of God, but it is so hard because even I, I watch my own life and my personal life on days where I just kind of go with the flow, like I, it's so important for me to prioritize that significant time where it is just me and the Lord. Do you have a ritual? My morning like routine is wake up, 
have time in the word alone go to my prayer closet sit in there if i'm traveling it's just Love wherever i'm closet. at my pr- well what do you do the in townhouse there? that i have right now that we're moving out of <laughs> the only space for it was in my toilet room so <laughs> my toilet room has this like board all up on it with like notes and everything <laughs> plastered and like sometimes i'll go <laughs> go into the bathroom like oh hey lord <laughs> and then i you know i'm done using the restroom and then you can cut you can just it's a great Continue. place to sit and think. It is a great the place porcelain to sit and think. think. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, yes, we love. <laughs> um, no, but, you know, sometimes I'll take my Bible in there and I'll, I'll read in there. Or I'll just, you know, set my computer on the outside, turn on worship music or instrumental piano music and just kind of like I've got tape in there and, and, and papers and pens and it's just filled to the wall of prayers, whether it's for me or other people or, um, or just, you know, visions that I had seen in, in talks with the Lord. And, um, but having that is so important because the day, like give us a day, our daily bread. It doesn't mean every other day. It's today. like daily bread. It's like make it today. Every single day that you wake up, it's so important to have that time, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's at the nighttime or in the morning time or midday. But as long as I realized recently, um, as I'm actually just really pouring deeper into what the mileage of Christ looks like as I continue to walk in this, this career and just an everyday lifestyle. But I've realized I asked God to reveal distractions in my life because every moment that I didn't spend fixating on the Lord because you can enter like you can invite God into anything that you're doing it doesn't just have to be your morning devotion time like I can invite God into opening my door to my car with me like and it's it's not like okay God here I go like you can constantly acknowledge that but it's every little baby step that you take how can I how can I have the Lord hand in hand with me on a day-to-day basis? How can I, you know, bring him into that with me? And how can I bring you honor and glory every single day? But realizing that, you know, even if I'm on my phone scrolling and not doing something that's benefiting my, you know, my everyday work life or just benefiting my brain, because there's so many things on socials that don't benefit well, my brain. And can, all of a sudden you can just be having a regular day and you get on socials and now you're down a rabbit hole rabbit of the hole most plummets. awful thing yes. or thoughts because you saw a video yeah and it like hijacks your the brain Lord without you spoke to it. me one day that i was scrolling for and i struggle with you know i think social media is so hard oh it's so TikTok hard. crap the amount of hours and time that you spend scrolling and for me it's way it used to be way bad but there's no filter and there's no control and it literally completely hijacks oh your it whole consumes brain. Your, yeah but, everything but then all of a sudden you're thinking thoughts that you didn't ever want to think exactly about people and situations that you never wanted to know about. And that is when I had been scrolling one day and the Lord literally spoke to me and was like, are you just like, are you distracted from me right now? Like where, where am I? And I was like, Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Where? Oh my gosh. I put my phone down. Then I sat down and I opened my Bible and I was like, you know what, Lord, like the amount of times that I do things that are not benefiting my spirit on a day to day basis is insane like right insane and god's saying i'm here for you the whole time just waiting with open arms to give you comfort and joy but yet we just are like "Eh, i don't want to do that right now that doesn't sound fun exactly (laughs) that doesn't sound like it's beneficial to me the realization of like what distractions are in your life and saying god how can i give this to you and lay it at your feet and allow you to be what i'm consumed by and you to be my distraction and my obsession because it is such a freeing place when you fixate all things like just with my music too like even though I'm writing country songs and I'm like you know doing all this this stuff and getting the chance to perform and all this the Lord has placed on my heart so heavily that I don't 
even though my name can be a brand and my name will, you know, you're going to be, Grace's, it's going to be big Harper, but not for you and your exactly. ego or your message. And I'm saying that in the same space that you're coming from, you are going to be a lighthouse for people, a big one, because well, you are so aligned with God. I just pray that I continue to walk in that. You will. <laughs> and that I'm equipped enough to live in that space. But again, I don't, I, as the distractions are eliminated and it's just him and I, it makes everything else so easy. And I realized too, to kind of get back, I, I know when I don't have my time with the Lord, everything. What does it feel like? Oh, it's chaos. It's literal chaos. You that's why frustrated. Yes. That's literally why I called my friend Kendall this morning. I was like, Kendall, I was on a family vacation, like with my whole family, literally 20 of us. And I couldn't find any seclusion time. And I, we all stayed up late and tried to get up early. I'm like, everyone's coming into this room. I'm reading my Bible. I can't focus. I can't read. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't, can't do this. You're, yes. you're annoyed with And everyone. I'm like, Kendall, I'm annoyed. I can't do this. And she's like, armor up, honey. Armor up. I'm like, okay. Armor I'm up. Armor, armor up. up. <laughs> yes. Lord, please. But it is so important because I, I mean, that shift in, in, in the spirit happens when the daily bread isn't fulfilled. It's like it, for me, it's the first thing that I need. And the first thing that I realize that even more than actual food and all of the things that I'm doing on a day to day basis, if I'm not opening my word, I, my whole day is off everything's off because I had not welcomed the, the Lord. I'm in the world. Now you're just in the world. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I have not welcomed the Lord to come into it. And, and there's sometimes where I'll have to check myself and I'll, I'll even days that I have read my word and something happens and a circumstance happens or a meeting happens. And I, you know, get a little frustrated, get a little offended. I have to sit down and I check myself. I'm like, Lord, please come into my spirit right now. If there's like, if there's any offense or if there's anything that is not of you, I just pray that you would remove it right now because I, like myself would get really upset right now and my own flesh, it's, thank God it's not a flesh and a blood like battle. This is what Kendall said this morning, actually. I'm glad you have a friend like Kendall. Oh my God, I love her. We talk about Jesus all the time. <laughs> but it's not a, like if it genuinely was a daily flesh and blood battle, your flesh is so, it is so strong. But when you realize and you acknowledge that you're covered by grace and that God loves you and he never left your side. I actually had a vision this morning um, when I was using the potty, I finished using the potty <laughs> and I was talking to Jesus. And, you know, I, I actually had a moment of repentance and being like, Lord, like, I'm sorry if throughout this weekend on my family vacation, I didn't get to like really be with you like I wanted to. And I'm sorry if there's any like distractions that I've allowed come in and like, please have mercy on me. Like, please forgive me. Like, I love you. And, um, like, I hope you didn't leave me or whatever. And God showed me this vision of him opening the door of a white picket fence house. And it was just him. And he opened the door and he said to me, he's like, I never, I never went anywhere. Like I've been home. I've been home waiting on you to come home. And then I walked up and we sat on the porch together and the door was wide open behind us. And we just sat on the porch and I laid my head on his shoulder. And that was the vision that I had this morning. Were you comfort so comforted? I was so comforted. I was so comforted. And after the weekend of chaos being with, you know, so many people that, you know, when all aspects of family come together, sometimes it just is a little it's, crazy. It's just going to be chaos. It's just a little chaos, a little crazy. And that's okay because we still are in this world. Exactly. You know, you're but not it's gonna, the reassurance yeah. of realizing how do I come back to 
my home? How do I come back to the center and the purpose, the real purpose? How do I, you know, step back into acknowledging that I'm a child of God and that I'm loved by God? And how do I walk in that? And so sitting and being rested and being fulfilled and filled in that space and then going out right before I even came into your house, I was, my manager was talking to me in the car and I actually sometimes tell him that I, I'm listening, but I'm not listening. We were talking about something else that needed to get done. And actually when he was talking, I was over there like, Lord, please go before me. <laughs> You're like, I'm this podcast. I just want it to be about you. And it's seriously, I was like, Lord, I want this podcast to be about you. I think today it needs to just be about you and not about me. And so Lord, can you please just give me the words to say, um, in this podcast and while he was praying or while he was driving, that's what I was praying. And so I just think it's so sweet because you know, every day that you really dive deep and you surrender and you are, I mean, you right now, you're so yearning for joy and for all of that. He will give it. He will give it anybody that's searching and yearning. He will give it. What do we do though? When I'm like, God, (laughs) I'm not, and I don't mean this in like in a dark way, but what do we do when I'm like, I'm not cut out for this world. Oh, honey. I can't handle it. Like, I can't handle all of the, like, the more bad news, all the terrible Can things. Can I tell you something my pastor told me? Yeah. That shifted my whole entire mindset and my but, whole entire life. But what life. do we do about the kids in the that are child trafficking? What do we, we do about them? We're like, not there, so we I pray. Because I think about my three-year-old, and I'm like, oh, my God, that little kid is so scared. Yeah. it's It has to live that life. The world. And I know God can redeem it, but I'm like, how is this happening? It is hard. Ugh. It is hard. And no one has answers for that. Except it's just for the hard. Fact then I have hard to, Then I lose my joy. Yeah. And then I can't get it again. Because then I'm like, it's happening. So I can't have joy. That is true. That is a, that is your own flesh battle talking though. That's yeah. And make us, you can't have joy in it. But it is sad to think about what's happening in the world. I mean, it, going off your point of being like, how can I do this? I'm not cut out for it. That's what I thought pretty much the last five years of doing music is like lord why would you like with all the visions and all the things he's he's prompted in my spirit to do with with music and the platforms that he's promised to give and all of these things i'm like okay but god like i'm not equipped why would you pick me like my resume you are so equipped oh no, i'm no. like my resume is not fit i You're can't the most do equipped. it right here right now find your beautiful new floor at right rug flooring choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee visit rightrug.com that's r-i-t-e-r-u-g.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you 24-month financing is available with approved credit for 90 years we've been right here right now right rug flooring snag a job is where america goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. 
Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You but are the, the thing- most equipped. Your armor and God is why you're equipped. Well, that's very kind. I believe it's, I, I received that. But... At the end of the day, the thing that shifted my mindset, because for so long I'm like, oh, I've got to help people, help people. And the, the bounder or the the weight of helping others was so heavy on me because I'm such, I like, I really want to help people. Like that's so big in my, my heart. I've always said that I don't want the purpose without the platform. Like I don't want the platform without the purpose. Mm, 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 and mm, again, mm. the purpose is being loved and being a child of God. But I didn't want the platform without acknowledging that but I also had the heaviness of being like well how are people going to know Christ through the anthem or how are people going to know Christ through my music how are people going to know know the Lord and I so much struggled just so you on know a day. I want you to know I have I didn't know about you until like a few like I knew I was interviewing you but I didn't like dive into you about until like a few days ago mm-hmm. it's clear the second you find you oh goodness that's like, amazing your story, your walk into onto American Idol, how you did that, how you've picked yourself back up, the songs that you write, like your purpose in God is clear. It is so different Praise than God. a lot of artists that I, I, I love every artist I mm. interview. I always, there's so many wonderful things about so many people, but yours is so clear mm. that it's for God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. It's like undeniable. And that's why I was like immediately like in love with you. Mm. I was like, you give me hope. You do. <laughs> Well, the thing that shifted that, you know, worrying about, like you had said, how how can I do this? How can I go about? That was something that tracked in my mind on a daily. I'm like, Lord, I'm not ready or I'm not equipped. Why would you pick me? I'm not like Moses. I'm not like none of these people in the Bible. I'm like, everybody else had faith, God. And then, and then the moment that my pastor actually looked at me and said one day, she's like, your story will not save anyone. And I was like, what? Everybody says that my story is so great. Like, what do you mean? Like, my story is, you know, you know, helping people, blah, blah, blah. She's like, but your story won't save anybody. And she said again, she's like, your story won't save anyone. And I was like, what? What? And then, and then it was a realization of being God saves people. And you can take the weight off of having to save people, of having to worry about how other people are going to know Christ, of having to worry about anybody else around you because the only thing that matters is you and Christ. It's not a religion, it's a relationship. It's how is the relationship between you and, and the Lord. And the Lord is going to do whatever he wants to do in and through you as you seek him first. So your story can open a door for people. It can inspire people. It's not, gonna, it's not me who saves. It, I'm not a savior. You're just a, a light along the way for people to find God, to see God, but it's not your responsibility to save them. Yeah. You're just sharing a message. I'm just sharing the testimony that the Lord has allowed me to walk through and the experiences and the life lessons that I've learned along it and also getting to pour that into songwriting and music and having that as an extra you know, stepping stool for people to hear um, on the country radio or whatever it may be that they get the chance to hear it. But when they come back and they, you know, dive deeper, the the message that I hope lands is that they are loved and that they are a child of God. 
and that nothing can't be redeemed. Mm. That's another thing. That's good. That's a really another thing because I feel like a lot of people get hit in the gut or they get knocked down to their knees and it's easy to want to stay. Oh yeah. There. Well, and you think you're too far gone. A lot of and people you can't think be saved. that you can't be saved. You're too far it's gone. It's too big. It can't be bigger than what you had to go through. Getting humiliated by the entire world when you're 11 years old. How can it get worse than that? I'm, I mean, there's a lot of things that can be equally as bad and terrible, but that is awful. I'm just so grateful for the fact that I did genuinely walk through living hell. And I know a lot of people have too. And that I can have compassion on others who have experienced the same thing. I believe that the Lord allowed not only just a cyberbullying bit to happen or a physical bullying bit to happen or whatever it was. Eating alone in the bathroom stalls when I'm you're 11. I'm so glad that <sighs> I experienced everything. I always say to people, I'm like, if you could picture the worst thing that could possibly happen to a kid being bullied, I could very confidently say that I've experienced People putting it. knives in your mailbox? Yeah, wanting horrible. You to die? Horrible things. But I'm so grateful and I know the reason why I was, I had to go through all of it was for the platform that I'm on now, acknowledging that everybody struggles with, I mean, our human soul desire is to be desired and to be loved and the moment that rejection happens and that somebody throws mean comments or you know whatever it is to bring others down even the bully also just wants to be loved I know everybody wants to be loved and you know that and everyone wants to be desired but I'm so glad that I'm able to relate to the ones that even even the bullies. I'm well, able you, to relate and I'm able to relate to the, the victims. Bullies. Like, uh, you yeah. prayed and forgave them. <laughs> that was hard, but I, yes, I did do you that. You sat there and you <laughs> forgave every single person who bullied. <laughs> so hard. It's just that takes so much faith. That's so big. That's so big. Huh. That's so big in God. I mean, that is so unbelievably hard. It's hard. It's hard. To forgive the people who are wanting you to die and making your life a living hell and you sit there when you're 11 and 12 years old and forgive them. I just hope that at the end of the day, when people either listen to me talk or listen to me sing, that it's not actually me that they're hearing, that the voice of the Lord will touch their soul somehow, and that they acknowledge that no matter what life brings, no matter what circumstances, no matter what trials and tribulations that you walk through, whatever storm you're walking through, whatever family situation, whatever, you know, like money situation, whatever it is, even if you feel like you've gone through the pits and you are too far gone to be saved, whether you've done so much shameful things and you have so much guilt, at the end of the day, the Lord has so much grace. And God loves you. And he will never turn. It's so, there's a beautiful picture actually that went on social media of um, this little sheep. And it's one sheep in the mud and it's facing the camera. Um, it's a painting. I think it's a painting. Um, or someone put it together on, on online. But um, but the sheep is is all alone in the mud. And there's an image of the Lord in the background running like physically running you can tell that his back foot is up he's like sprinting in this position of like chasing after this one and it's just the beautiful picture of no like the lord leaves the 99 to search for the one so if you're the one who thinks that they're too far gone god is literally running as fast as he possibly can because you are also a child of god and all you have to do is ask for god 
All you right? have to do it's is like all you have think, to do is acknowledge that you are loved. You're everyone loved. Everyone thinks that like like you said, they've done too many horrible things. They're too far gone. They're too awful. Like they look at they can't even look into their past because if they started to crack it open, they'd feel too much shame or too much pain. And it's but like that was gone the moment that the Lord literally took it on and and Jesus died on the cross for everybody. And also everyone who's done the pain and the shame and all that. God knows that this human experience is hard and that you oh just gosh, navigated. Yeah. Very, it's a messy navigation. The shortest verse in the Bible is Jesus wept. Yeah. And that was right. Right. I believe that was right before. Um, I think it was Lazarus. Oh, gosh. I don't want to get that wrong. I, the, the context right. of the scripture. Yeah. It's, it's, um, right. We talked about okay. that yesterday. <laughs> Jesus wept. But the fact that he experienced those things. And what's crazy, too, that my pastor broke down not too long ago was that the, it's so important for all of us to just acknowledge that we are loved. I think that's the moment that when like it's, it sinks in deep. But when Jesus was introduced to the world in the new Testament and he was walking the earth, um, it was when John the Baptist was baptizing him. I believe it's in Matthew. And, um, he was introduced after he got baptized. He said, this is my dearly beloved son whom I am well pleased. And in the new Testament or in the old Testament, when, you know, we had Jesus in a manger and he was born savior of the world, all of this thing. But when Jesus physically walked the earth, the first recognition of who Jesus was to God, his father was my dearly beloved son. So he was introduced as a loved son first. So acknowledging that God loved his son so much, he has the same love for every single one of his children. And we are all of those children. So no matter how far, no matter how, much you've run no matter what you've done in your past i've made so many dumb decisions i mean the year and a half that i was walking around thinking i'm walking like a christian but not at all i knew i was loved but i was like i'm gonna do my own thing but you're like god i got i got you but i'm pretty awesome yeah i'm like okay i'm pretty cool though you know like i can sing (laughs) i'm I'm beautiful (laughs) look at everyone's lining up to sign autographs yeah oh yeah i i soaked that all up and then I was very much humbled when I realized this is not me. This is not. Is it such a relief now to not have it have to have it be about the you? weights of everything off of your shoulders? Just I think the realize that wait. it's not about you. What a relief. What a relief. Because then it's like, oh, it's not my fault. Oh, and it's like, oh, God, you can open all the doors. And it's like when you go do something, you know, God put you there. Yeah. You know, you're supposed to be there. You know, you're yep. supposed to speak a message. You know, you're supposed to sing a song. It's like you don't have to go try to figure it out and hold all the power and make sure it all works out and put it together. So perfect. So the plan is executed mm-hmm. without a flaw and you become a superstar in two years. You make all this money and you're on tour with Carrie Underwood by next <laughs> May. You know, it's like you don't have to yeah. like figure it out like that because God is going to do it. Yeah. And you know what? It is simple to say that too, you know, but it is hard, you know, acknowledging that the Lord is going to, going to do it and having trust and having faith, there's going to be obstacles and things that present themselves all of the time that it just continues to make a heart check and a posture check of, okay, Lord, where am I at? Like, how can I continuously bring you glory and bring you honor and continuously walk in what you have for me and, and, and acknowledge when something's from you and not from you. Right. And so it's, I mean, it's a, again, the daily bread, it's a daily pursuit. It's a daily like surrender. It's also my pastor had acknowledged too, that you have to die to yourself every day. It says yeah. in scripture. And what does that look like? That's literally surrendering your whole entire day, every single day to God and saying, okay, like, my voice, it, I had to get so humbled to the point of 
God actually asking me one time, what if I took your voice away and you were never able to sing again? I was like, oh, that would be so rude, Jesus. Why would you do that? And he's like, no, seriously. Like, what if I stripped everything away and it was just me and you? And for a while I was like, well, I don't. I can't do that. I can't. I can't, I can't do, do this. I can preach your word if I have my voice. I know. I'm like, I can't <laughs> sing. I can't do nothing. What do you mean just me and you? And then I was like, oh my gosh. Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Wow. Yeah. In a world that was just me and you, I would be set. That would be awesome. That would be so freaking awesome because every day I could just wake up. I could just sit with you. I would have the most love. I would have the most comfort. I would have the most joy because you are sufficient in all of those things and you are the only giver of all of those things. So until I came to, to acceptance of saying, Lord, even, even to the point of God asking me, what if I never let you get married? And that's a whole nother topic. And what if we never had kids? Oh yeah, girl. I love romance movies. I'm a songwriter. (laughs) I write songs about love all the time. I was a hopeless romantic. Hopeless romantic. Also though, God won't put it on your heart if he's not going to make it come true. That's true. I did. But but it's the full surrender of knowing. knowing. Okay, God, if it doesn't happen, I know that you give me the desires of my heart, but you place your desires in my heart that become my desires. So at the end of the day, if it was stripped away and I my last day was tomorrow and I couldn't sing and I couldn't get married and I couldn't have kids and I didn't do any of this stuff. God will not not to discourage people. God will give you the things that he wants to give you and the desires of your hearts. And he wants you to have the things that bring you, but of him. And that's the thing I realized too, after doing all these interviews and walking my own personal life, I have seen over and over and because all I care about is people's traumas and trials and tribulations. I want to know like what was your trauma? How did you live How through did you it? Go? How did you get <laughs> back on that? How did you get to true success? I mean, that's all I talk about is people's like traumas. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong with me? Why do I just talk about this stuff? Because I want to know how you made it through. And what I have realized is you will get hit and hit and hit and hit and hit and hit. And until you get the message, even when you get the message, you're still going to get hit because yeah. it's always going to bring you back to God. And all these things strip us, like even like big ailments that happen, like some of the worst, like I interviewed this woman who was in a horrible car crash and she like almost died. And But then that led her to realize that she has seven kids that she wants to now go climb the seven second summits of the world. Oh my and gosh, that's how she got to that. God, you know, because she stripped herself of all these things that she was holding on to on earth and like mm-hmm. the control. But sometimes things like that have to happen and it's yeah. terrible. And everyone's like, how could God make that happen? And I was even asking you that earlier about child trafficking. How can this happen? How can these things happen? But sometimes God makes these awful things happen. So we wake up, wake you up. know? Yeah. I don't know where in the scripture it says, but it says, wake up, O sleep, arise from the dead. But yeah, I mean, and it's, he's going to keep bringing stuff to wake us up, to wake. And it's going to get louder and louder. And things are gonna already get getting louder and louder, and louder. <laughs> until finally it's, it's like, times, yeah. it's the only thing we can hear and we have to wake up or exactly. else we're all going to self-destruct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So it's just the realization of being like, okay, Lord, let's go, Jesus. Just me and you. I got it. I got it. And nothing else. And it gets to the point where nothing else matters. And then there's freedom in it. Oh, there's free. so much freedom in it. And then you're free. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 
24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Snag a job is where America goes to hire. With the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. I love it's an it. intense walk, isn't it? <laughs> oh my gosh. God doesn't make this easy. No. It's like, gracious. it's not. Harper, I just like, I'm so excited for you. I'm, I'm so excited for the world for you because we just like, I'm just, I keep praying for God to like, just use me. And I'm like, God, I know you have something on my heart. Like I know my, my gift I've now realized is the only thing I care about is people's hearts. Like, I just want to know people's hearts. I want to know your heart. I want to know your dream. I want to know how you got involved with this heart, this heartfelt dream and how you're doing it and how you're bringing it into a bigger, making it bigger than yourself. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what I want to know because that's what we have to have. We have to have lighthouses. I keep coming back to it and lighthouses stand alone. You know, they don't have like lots of, there's not a, like a little group of lighthouses all hovered up. There's one lighthouse at the end of the coast to tell the ships, this is the wall you're going to crash. <laughs> and you are a lighthouse. You're letting people see this is God. There's walls here. You will crash. Let me show you the way to the light. Mm, and that's what you're that. doing. Praise God. You that's are. A beautiful, beautiful description. Thank you. But I'm just so grateful that you're out here. Like I'm so grateful that you are, that you're sticking to your dream, that you have this redemption story that you didn't throw in the towel and give up on your life. I mean, you could have so easily given up on your life. Oh yeah. Like really times. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like you had, and no one would have blamed you for it. You know, no one would have, they would have said, Oh my God, I can't believe that happened to her. Um, She had such a sad life. Yeah. But now I look at you and I'm like, you have such a joyful life. Mm -hmm. You could have been the story that was such a sad life. That could have been the ending to your Chat. Mm. That could have been the ending to your book. Like, mm. poor her. How sad. I can't believe she had to do that. And then it's over. Yeah. But that's not at all. Now I look at you and I'm like, all I see is joy in you. Praise that's God. all I see. <laughs> I mean, that if that's not redemptive, then mm. what is? You are it. So I'm just so inspired by you i'm blessed to know you i'm so thankful that like you said yes to god's mission for yourself and that you're like fighting for it and you're armoring up and you're doing the work to like be this beacon for god because it's hard work 
Thank you. Yeah. And a lot of forces are going to want to take you down. Oh, yeah. That's why you got to armor up every day. <laughs> yeah. Are you having fun? I'm having a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of fun. What is the payoff when you uh, when you give it over to God and when you do armor up and when you do walk in God's purpose? Because you had the one year when you did it. Yeah. What is the payoff when you do? I think it, I actually realized at Country Line Fest, which was in Illinois. Okay. Yep. Wisconsin. It's totally. hard to keep track. When you know what? All over the place. I, yeah. I'm not even going to go um, into my 50 state knowledge, but um, it wasn't until that. Sh- well, recently this show stood out a lot to me because prior to going out, it was probably a handful of thousands of people. And, um, and I had opened up this festival on the last day. Um, and in my, my quiet time in the morning, I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do today? And he was like, my name famous, like say my name. And you know, sometimes I will talk about the Lord on stage, but not really. You don't really. want to be like cheesy. Yeah, not really though. Because sometimes it can be a turnoff yeah. when people just like, you know, get up I there. I talk about my faith yeah. and having faith and, you know, setting up, oh, say, can you see my second oh, single? So I'll say, good. oh, I got out, you know, you know, did all this stuff, but I had faith in knowing that there was a bigger picture. Well, God ch- kind of threw it at me. He's like, I want you to say my name. And I was like, Okay. And I had a lot of confidence because, you know, I had been, this season of my life, I've just been dialed down into, you know, God, what, who are you? What does your word say about me? Like, I want to know how much I'm loved, 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 all this stuff. And so I was like, okay, Lord, you want me to say your name? I'll say your name. You got it. You got it. And so I remember gathering my band prior to going out and I just prayed. I was like, Lord, your name made famous, not my own. Like, I just pray that you would, you know, go about this this performance, but we allow it to be you and not me. And so, and even not any of us playing the instruments, you're playing through all of us. And so midway of the set, Oh Say Can You See was about to play. We have this like little pad track that plays in the background. And um, I heard God say again, say my name. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it, Jesus. And so I, I kind of told the background of the story. I was like, you know, this is a song um, that was about a chapter in my life where it was really hard. Like I walked through bullying, was told I should kill myself and all this stuff. And, you know, just kind of briefly shared the fact of how bad it was. Um, but then I stood up there and I said, but you know what? I'm not standing on this stage to say that it's me. Who did got you put that clip on it. Instagram? I did put a recent clip because I've been, I, I've been I watched saying this and it. it was so good. Okay. Yeah. So Thank continue. You. I've been, yeah. So now this is my message that I've continued to go, go with throughout so the, the shows that I've been doing recently. Um, but it's, it's, you know, I didn't, it's not me that saved myself from any of that. I could have listened to the people that said killed yourself, you know, cause there was very many moments that I was discouraged and I didn't want to be on this earth and that I wanted to sit in a corner and cry in a ball for the rest of my life and never sing again. But the only thing that gave me strength and the only thing that gave me courage to stand up and to continue to walk in the thing that I knew God placed on my heart was Jesus himself. And I said, and the only reason I know this is because I know that I'm loved. And then I proceeded to say to everybody in the audience that you know, if they're looking and they're searching for, for purpose, that they also can know that they're loved by a God in heaven who crafted them and made them fearfully and wonderfully made and that they have purpose on this world and that if they're going or walking through anything, that Jesus has them. And so it was crazy because that was Were you the nervous very- nervous to say it? Slightly beforehand, but then as soon as I kept talking, it was like the Lord like gave, poured, the words. gave me all of the words. And then and then the song started and I remember- And oh say can you see, I mean, that song- 
thank God for that song. That song came out in 30 minutes because but I knew But you said you had been trying to write it for, you had oh, the title yeah. for 11 years and then one day you're like, I'm just going to write it. Well, I tried to write it multiple times and it never worked. You couldn't, until and I you walked, knew it had to be right. Yeah, until I drove to um, a writing session and in my spirit, God's like, you're going to write it. I was like, can you see today? And I'm like, I'm going to write it. And it came out in 30 minutes. So it, it was perfect. Perfect, easy, done. But then I started singing that song and right before I sang, I remember looking up and taking the moment to acknowledge and I said, thank you, Jesus. Thank like just thank you because I after that show I remember going to my manager and being like this is the purpose like this is the purpose it all makes sense and now you can have the fire in your eyes like Jesus did when you were six years old and you saw that oh Jesus (laughs) but you know like you have the fire in your heart to spread the message like he does yeah well, I pray that that fire just keeps on setting ablaze. If you want to pray for me on anything throughout the rest of the week, pray for more fire. I'm not and great. deeper, deeper. Okay, I'm not great at like saying great prayers, but I will pray for you. I'll. Pr- I want to oh, pray for you. Okay. I, I just want to say thank God for you, Harper. Thank God for you and for anyone who is pursuing faith like Harper is. And it is so easy to get distracted. It is so easy to get lost. This world is so broken. I am constantly a victim of being lost in the brokenness of this world but thank god for you harper that you are standing strong in your faith because i want you to know you have given me hope and you have given me a reminder that it is worth it to stand like a lighthouse it is worth it to speak the message of god it is worth it to armor up and to get back in the game and to use your gift. And it is worth it to speak in front of people and speak a bigger message. And it is worth it to believe that there is redemption and it's worth it. You have given me the hope that it's worth it to keep going. And I just want you to know that. And so if you ever feel discouraged, know that you have personally inspired me. I'm 40 years old. I've been doing this a long time and I am so, so utterly inspired by your faith. And I don't want you to ever forget that because you really are a lighthouse. Thank you. So thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Jesus. This is awesome. So stay stay the path is what Carrie Underwood says with her workout line, but stay the path with God. Amen. You're doing it. Okay, and I always leave. I always wrap up with leave your light. This whole thing was so great. Thank you. I needed this. Oh, I needed this too. (laughs) This is great for me. I love this. This I hope everyone felt this and I hope everyone feels that you can be redeemed. Like yeah. also, that's just a huge part of your message. You can be redeemed. Like mm. you totally can. By a great redeemer. You can be redeemed by a great redeemer. I always wrap up with leave your light. And I mean, I, I know you have so many things you want people to know, but like, what do you want people to walk away with knowing? The simplicity of you are loved by God. <laughs> he loves you. And there's grace for everybody. And I love you too. And I don't even know you. <laughs> Because you're here and we're here. And but I love here. you because God loves you. That's yeah. what it is. That's yeah. the Lord's love. So yeah. I love that. Harper Grace. Okay, Osei Can You See is out. You also have another adorable song called... Uh, Down in my hometown. And it sounds just like that. With <laughs> yeah, the it's perfect. Voice. That's exactly how it sounds. <laughs> but honestly, I know, and I'm not saying this for your ego. I'm saying this for the bigger purpose of life. I know you are going to be a huge huge light in this world on a big scale i feel it like this like i feel your the power of god coming out of you and it's going to be very big and i'm just so excited to watch your journey and i'm so excited to watch you change lives for god honestly and let people enjoy their life too like you're having fun too it's not just like Sometimes God feels so serious. Yeah, like following Jesus so is fun. Right. It's so fun. <laughs> yes. 
So thank you so much for coming on here thank today you and sharing me. your heart. I just love you. I just love you. Harper Grace, you're amazing. <laughs> Bye. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Do you love fashion? Do you love getting compliments on how well you're dressed? Are you always seeking the latest trends? Then we're talking to you. BostonProper.com is your fashion destination and the only place to go for all those nods, head turns, and new styles. No matter the day, season, or occasion, Boston Proper has what you're looking for. Sophisticated, confident clothing designed to flatter and get noticed. So visit BostonProper.com now and start creating your perfect wardrobe. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.